Welcome to the LFC Podcast, where our mission is to make, deploy, and multiply mature and equipped Christ followers. We're grateful for this opportunity to bring you a message of hope, healing, and life transformation today. Enjoy the message. Over the past several weeks, we have been in a series called The Blessed Life. And how many have been here the past couple weeks? Anybody? Yeah. And so this particular series has been written, recorded, published, and gone all over the world by a pastor by by the name of Robert Morris, and he's out of Gateway Church. And he wrote it, but there are so many principles, we're going to re preach it. We'll do it better than he does, right? Uh, Maybe not, but we're going to get these principles and get them instituted in our lives so that we can be blessed. How many want to live a blessed life, right? Well, very good, very good. Well, today we're going to be talking about the principle of first. Now, how many can attest to this, that something powerful happens when we put God first in our lives? When he is first, guys, listen, everything will come into order. Now, that does not not mean that we're going to have trials and it's not going to be no tribulations. Uh, Jesus even says that we can be assured of this, that that crazy things are going to happen sometimes. But the question is this, wouldn't you rather go through trouble with everything in order or everything out of order? I think we know the, the answer to that question. Back in 2006, November 2006, uh, Lori was busy cleaning the house from top to bottom. And, you know, it's like the white tornado. And if you breathe too deeply, you'll get bleach poisoning through the house. How many know what I'm talking about? It's one of those, one of those days. And I just happened to be on the phone. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to warm my, my bike up, my race bike up. And I warmed that thing up. And I just kind of let it idle in the garage. And I went off and I forgot about it. Well, don't you know that the fuel line ruptured and had a full tank of gas and that thing was a towering inferno. Thank God we were all out safe and my mom was there and I had to carry her across the street and she was on one of the scooter things. Hey, uh, sorry, (laughs) she was on one of those things. I had to carry her across the street and and it it was crazy. But here's what's interesting. When all the, the fire department was gone and then they had to bring in the insurance adjusters, we were out of the house for six months. We, it was totally lost just about everything that we had. And when the people came in to register everything, that the people who had cleaned some things up, they told us that we were actually their favorite client. And I'm like, I don't know if I should say thank you for that, but I guess we will. And they said this, things were much easier to count for and to clean up and process because things were in order before the fire happened. You see, if Jesus is not first, nothing's gonna come into order. But if he is first, guys, everything will come into order. And this is a truth that is even revealed in our own personal finances. It'll expose what we're loyal to. It'll expose our priorities and our affections. In fact, it 
directly dictates many of the blessings that you will or you will not experience in life. And the very first principle that we have got to grasp if we are to understand true biblical giving It's a principle that runs from Genesis all the way through Revelation, and it is the principle of first. Now, here's what I want you guys to understand. Today, I'm not going to be giving you milk and cookies, and that sounds really good right about now, right? But I'm going to be giving you the meat of God's word. So chew it about 20 or about 200 times before, before you get this in your belly, right? I want you to track with me because there's a lot of things in here that you could be like, what in the world is he talking about? But just let's settle down, let's listen to this, and let's eat the meat of the word. Everybody with me? In Exodus chapter 13, verses 1 and 2, the Bible says this, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me. Everybody say that. Consecrate to me All the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, God said, it is mine. You see, God makes no bones about it. He says, the firstborn is mine. In fact, you'll find this same kind of language declaring this 16 times in Scripture that the firstborn is actually his. And we're going to see it again 10 Scriptures later in Exodus 13, verse 12. And it says this, that you shall set apart to the Lord, set apart, consecrated, it's mine, all that open the womb, That is, every firstborn that comes from an animal, which you have, the males shall be the Lord's. Now pay attention to this. But of every firstborn of a donkey, we're going to be studying this, a donkey and a lamb today. Every firstborn of a donkey, you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. Now, this is going to be a rough one for any animal rights activists in the room today. (laughs) And it says this, all of the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. Okay, it's important to understand something about the principle of the firstborn. According to the Old Testament law, The firstborn was to either be sacrificed to God or redeemed. There wasn't a a third option, right? There wasn't a layaway plan. There wasn't a backup plan. It was either sacrifice to the Lord or you redeem it. And every time one of the livestock animals delivered its firstborn, you were to sacrifice it. Or if it was designated unclean, you had to redeem it with a spotless lamb. So track with me. The clean firstborn had to be sacrificed and the unclean firstborn had to be redeemed. So either way, God is saying, it's mine. It's it's his. Okay, everybody, we're going to get to this. Take a deep breath. It's going to be all right. I'm going to to break this down for you. I'm going to give to you very quickly today 
three God-ordained principles that we have got to get in our spirit if we are going to learn to give God's way. The first one is this. The firstborn must be sacrificed or redeemed. Now listen to this. To redeem something means to buy it back or regain possession. That's what the word redeem means, to buy back or regain possession. And there's two animals that we referred to in those those past scriptures in Exodus. We talked about a donkey. Was the donkey clean or unclean? It was an unclean animal. And then we talked about a lamb. Was a lamb clean or unclean? It was a clean animal. Again, if it was clean, the firstborn must be sacrificed. If it's unclean, it had to be redeemed with the sacrifice of a clean animal. Now, someone is saying, what are you talking about, Willis? All right, here it is. How does this relate to every single person here today? How does this relate to us? Here's the question. How were you born? Were you born clean or unclean? You were born unclean. In other words, you were born with a sinful nature. We were born unclean. We were born into sin. Now, you can ask any parent here, don't go to the grandparents because they'll lie to you, right? But you'll go to any parent here and you'll, you'll say, did you have to teach your children to be bad? No, you did not. Why? Because it comes naturally to them. You know what I'm talking about? It just comes naturally. But we do have to teach them how to be good, right? We were all born unclean. Now, here's the second question. What about Jesus? Was Jesus born clean or unclean? We know the answer to that. He was born clean. And we can see this. Remember, the The donkey represented unclean, the lamb represented clean. In John chapter 1, verse 29, it says, The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him, and he said, Look, the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Do you see it? He was the unclean, the lamb of God. You see, Jesus was God's firstborn. Jesus was clean. He was perfect. Jesus was unblemished in every single way. On the other hand, every one of us in this room and outside of this room, we were born unclean. We were all born sinners with a fully active sin nature. Weren't we? Yes, we were. So let's think back to this passage in Exodus and consider this. Jesus was God's firstborn son. He was born clean. He was born a pure, spotless lamb. But every one of us in this room, we were born unclean. Oh, this is going to get good. Therefore, Jesus was sacrificed to redeem us. Come on, man, that's good. That's good. That's better than what we're reacting here. Jesus was sacrificed to redeem us. He, when he redeemed us 
by his sacrifice, he bought us back for God. Right? He bought us back. He was literally a first fruits offering. In a very real sense, I want you to hear this, Jesus was God's tithe. God gave his tithe, Jesus, in faith. And it's so important that we understand this. God gave Jesus the tithe in faith before you and I ever believed. God gave him before we believed. And we know this because God's word says this. God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were still yet sinners, Christ died for you and for me. So in the same way, guys, right? Is this, is this bellying up to the bar? Are you so hungry you could eat a golden corral? Somebody said, I'm so hungry, pastor, I could eat sushi from a gas station. I don't know if you want to do it, but go ahead. Take a video for me because I want to see. <laughs> but in the same exact way, we have to give our first fruits offering our tithes, listen, before we see God's blessing. In other words, we give our tithe in faith. God gave Jesus first in faith, even when we were still yet sinners, even as we were mocking him, we were spitting on him, spitting in his face while he was dying and here's what's, the, here's what's awesome. God didn't wait to see if we would first change or repent or try to make ourselves worthy. No, God knew the principle of first things first. Now let's apply this to us today in this principle of first. We are to give the tithe First, we don't pay our bills first and see if we've got enough left over to tithe. Come on, someone, someone talk to me here. You don't pay your bills and see if you have enough left over. You give the tithe first. It's the first 10%, not just 10%. It's the first 10%. Why? Because it always takes faith to give the first. God said this, when your sheep has a lamb, give me the first one. He doesn't say this, wait and make sure that she has more lambs just in case. It's going to take faith. He, it doesn't say, oh, oh, wait until your sheep has 10, and then you, you give me one of them. No, God says, you give me the first one, even before you have any others. Now, I want you to catch this and write it down. If, you, if this is the only thing you get out of today, it's right here. It's not the 10%, guys, that enacts the blessing of God. It's the faith that enacts the blessing. We give our tithe in faith, so it's the first 10%. You with me today? Say, uh-huh. Okay, God ordained principle number two. The first fruits 
must be offered. Now, must be, uh, underline that phrase because you're going to see that it flows all throughout Scripture. Even in Proverbs 3, it says this, Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of your increase. He's talking about not just your, your weekly or biweekly pay. He's talking about your bonuses. He's talking about everything. Why? So that your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. God is telling us to test him in this, right? Now listen, this is in Proverbs. That's hundreds of years after the law. You jump, jump to Exodus 23, 19. It says this, the first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring. Everybody say bring. It's important that you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. It's talking about bring it in to the house. That is the church. He's referring to the church. And he's saying don't divide it. Don't designate it or give it someplace else. And the reason why the scriptures use the word bring here instead of using the word give is simply this. You cannot give something that doesn't belong to you. Boy, someone, someone getting this here today, or is it you, you're, you're kind of like, right? You, you're getting it? It doesn't belong to you. And you and I, all of us, we have two choices when it comes to biblical tithing. You can bring it or you can keep it. But let me ask you this. What kind of property is it if you keep something that doesn't belong to you? It's stolen. Guys, it belongs to God. Some of you are, uh, uh, understand what I'm talking about. There was a cat in the, with the children of Israel. Not a literal cat, but a dude, right? And, and Joshua chapter 6, and his name was Achan. And can I tell you, after he did what he did, he was Achan. Come on, people, lighten up. Do we need to bring back donuts here in the place? Ushers, this whole front row, out. Get them out of here. No. <laughs> in Achan, in Joshua chapter 6, we see that Jericho, remember Jericho, they had to march around. They were playing the trumpets and go, and the walls came down, right? They, Jericho was to be completely destroyed and everything in it. And the Israelites, they weren't to, supposed to take any of the plunder. But Achan... He saw something he liked and he took it and he hid some of the silver and gold in his tent. And someone will say, well, what's that? What's a big deal, right? What's the big deal? A little bit, it's not that much. Well, I will tell you this. It was a big enough deal that when Israel should have easily defeated the next city that they called Ai, they were actually chased out and 36 of their men were killed. God, in Joshua chapter 6, calls the tithe consecrated or set apart. 
In other words, he's saying, that is mine, don't touch it. And it's the same as the firstborn in Joshua 7. Once Achan took what wasn't his, God said, Israel has stolen from me and they are now cursed. What's interesting is they were all in it together. Come on, listen. Sometimes we think our actions only affect us. It took down a whole nation. So listen to this. It's consecrated. It's God's when you bring it into his house. But it's cursed if you leave it in your tent. If you leave it in your bank account. Now listen, some of us have enough problems with bank accounts, right? Why in the world would we want something in there that's cursed? The first belongs to God. And we can give him, friends, we can do it. We can give him the first of our finances. That's what tithing really, truly is, giving our first to God. It's saying, God, I am going to give you the first and trust you to redeem the rest. See, the principles of tithing in the firstborn and firstfruits, they are biblical and they are eternal. And if we'll align our life and actions with these principles, it can't help but bring God's blessing. I'm gonna ask you the question again. Who wants to be blessed by almighty God? Absolutely. And we find a great example of this quickly in Genesis chapter four. And it says this, and in the processes of, of time. Now, it's very important that we read what God's word says. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering. It's very important that we hear that too. Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Notice it does not say that he brought first fruits to God. He just brought an offering in the process of time. And Abel, his brother, also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected. In other words, he received Abel and his offering. And notice that the person is also received, not just the offering. Isn't that interesting? But it says in verse 5 that God did not respect Cain and his offering. And because of it... Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Now you can read the rest of the story. It's a horrible story. Cain got mad. He got jealous because of all this and he actually killed his brother Abel. It was horrible. But the question is this. Why in the world did God respect Abel's offering but not Cain and his offering? Well, the word clearly states that the offering that Abel brought was the firstborn of his flock. But it doesn't say that Cain brought the first fruits of his crops. No, it says, and in the process of time, and I want you to hear me on this, meaning that he didn't bring his first fruits for the Lord first. In other words, I just got around to it later. I'll, I'll just get around to that later. Could that be why God did not respect 
God's or Cain's offering. You see, God is always first, friends. He is always first, and he can never, ever be second. He is preeminent. That means he is first in everything. He's first in importance. He is first in honor. He is first in exaltation. He is the head, and he is the beginning, and he is the firstborn. He's not only first of all, he is before all. He is higher than all. He is above all. God is first. And even, listen, and even if he is not first in your life right now, friends, he's still first. You did not rearrange the order of the universe so that he'll be second. He is preeminent and forever will be Lord of all. So the reason why God couldn't accept Cain's offering is because God is always first and Cain didn't bring a first offering. God said, I'm sorry, Cain, I, I can't accept a pl- second place offering because I'm always in first place. I guess the big question is, who's first in your life? Every single one of us here, if you're listening out in the, if you're listening online, if you're out in the hallway, Is God truly first in your life? And what does it say about our priorities when we willingly pay everybody else first and then we see if there's enough left over to give to him? We'll pay Macy's. How many Macy's folks are in here? Dad, I ain't answering you right now. Mm -mm -mm Mm-mm-mm-mm. We'll pay Macy's, we'll pay the buckle, (laughs) we'll pay Amazon. Friends, the first portion we should spend should be the tithe. It's the first fruit. You see, the first portion has the power to redeem the rest. You with me still? Everybody still hanging with me, right? God ordained principle number one. Three, we're going to land the plane here. The tithe must be first. It's got to be first. The first check I write when I get paid. The first electronic fund withdrawal. The first 100 of the 1,000. The first 10 of the 100. The first dollar out of $10. You see, the tithe must be be first. In the simplest of terms, we should give God what is right, not what is left over. <laughs> and we read, we read it earlier in Exodus 13, but I want to really close in on verses 14 and 15. It says this, so it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, what is this? Then you shall say to him, this is so important, by strength of hand, the Lord brought us out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And it came to pass 
when Pharaoh was stubborn about letting us go, that the Lord killed all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man and the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I will sacrifice to the Lord all males that open the womb, but all the firstborn of my sons I will redeem. What's he saying here? He's saying this. When your babies come to you, when your child comes to you, Daddy, why are you sacrificing the firstborn lamb that I named? Don't ever name him, right? <laughs> and the Bible says you're to sit him down, sit her down on your knee and say, Hey, guys, let me tell you about when we were in Egypt. Let me show you the scars on my back. Let me describe to you what it was like to be a slave. We were in bondage. We were slaves, but, but guys, God, God delivered us with his mighty right hand. And because he set us free, this is the sacred covenant that we've made to God to keep him first in our lives. And guys, that's why we gladly give him the first of all of our increase. Can I bring this into real time? Think about it like this. Christian and Lily, come here. Come here, baby, sit with daddy. I gotta tell you something. I know what it's like to be in bondage. Daryl Booker, I know what it's like to be steeped in sin. I was a slave to that sin. Oh, oh but God delivered me. I was stuck. I was stuck and I didn't know how to get out, but he rescued me, he redeemed me, he restored my life, and I am so very grateful. Guys, Christian and Lily, that's why I gladly give God the first of everything that he blesses us with, not out of duty, not out of compulsion. No, I gladly give my tithe to God because I wanna let him know that he is first in my life. We live for Jesus. Because as for me and my house, I'm going to draw that line in the sand. As for me and my house, we're going to serve God. And because we give the first to the Lord, he in turn, he blesses us, he protects us, and he provides for us. Thank you so much for tuning in to the message. If you desire to grow deeper in your faith, we want to help you. Text the word GROW to 419-495-6802. You can also stay up to date on everything coming up by checking out limafirst.church and hitting the events tab. Lastly, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future LFC content. We'll see you next time.